All right. Fuck, that was miserable. I'm not going to get fooled anymore. I'm not going to start until we're ready. So now let's start. Let's see some thumbs up if you can hear me. You. Are now. Anybody. Bueller. Anybody. Good. Thank you. About to win. Oh. Take a drink early. Witness. The awesome. A crushing a might. Of the U Z S Robinson Show Stop I'm so dizzy, my head is spinning. Welcome to V75. Eugene S. Robinson, showstopper. We'll get into UFC Uruguay later. Naturally, we gotta talk about sex crime. Sex crimes machismo. This is going to be an alternative universe to whole Joe games take on masculinity. Building on where we were last week, we will not be talking about after-death experiences today. But first, Bob Riley singing the words that tie it all together from Stigmata. Calling of the Just, the song is Intro All of Nothing. Still available from Revelation Records. Find them online. They're in Huntington Beach, California. The place where they hit your car with a hammer. And I don't have the cable. I carry that cable with me for, for years. Put it someplace for safekeeping. Can't find it. So we're going Wi-Fi today. Sorry. Let's let, let Bob say it. Let's let Bob say it. I'm on my way back to could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back is for always nothing. First off, uh, thanks for dealing with the. I'm still not so so hip to the new system. It's difficult, and uh, you guys hung in there. Um, I'm going to be keep running this as a tight show because I got a lot of shit to talk about and I don't want it to go. Uh, yeah, I don't want it to go over. So uh, a couple of things. Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Stomper. Video good, audio good. Thank you. I'm sitting in the sweat box closer to the router. Maybe that'll make a difference. It'll give me some time to find the cable. We ran the if I did it, if the shoes fit. Last week on the new eCam system, it seems to work, even though I had to hold the phone up and it was a pain. I need to get a little, I have one around here somewhere, a tripod. Uh, but it also, with the new system, comes the exit, exit stage right of Kid Nate. He's leaving us on if the, if I did it, if the shoes fit uh, for reasons I, I don't know. But you know what? I never tried to talk my way out of dumped. 
in any case, patreon.com slash the stomper is where you go to leave some money. July was the worst month ever. Understandable. I only did two shows in July. Uh, but I don't care if you give a dollar, if you give five dollars, uh, 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 something, something. It means a lot to me that you listen. It means a lot. Uh, yeah, it does. It means a lot that you comment. It means all these things actually mean mean quite a bit. Somebody said, oh, I know you don't care about this, but I really like the show. The fuck? Otherwise, it's like doing radio. I have no sense at all of whether I'm wasting my my time. I remember in the old days, olden days, when I was taking uh, what we used to call the dreaded, which was a nickname we had for uh, 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 lysergic acid. And I remember thinking, man, I'm having all these great thoughts. I, you know, I can't communicate them. Fuck it. I don't need to communicate them. There's enough of me that I'm having them. And then I realized the difference between me and the guy on the street corner with the shopping cart is he's not communicating them. So communication is the end all be all as far as I'm concerned. It's like it's like the 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 ultimate loop. If you read ever ever any Ibn Arabi, Ibn spelled I B uh, I B N Arabi, uh, bezels of wisdom. He goes, you know, you shine. The, the process of life is shining that mirror. So that the reflection becomes so clear that you can't tell it's a reflection anymore. And that's largely why we, why we communicate, right? Yes, we're, we're social animals for biological reasons. We develop personalities for biological reasons so we can tell each other apart, you know? You don't really, if you're into me, but you don't really give a shit. As a human being, you need... But beyond that, uh, um, you know, it, it's a process of coming to know, which uh, I said I wasn't going to do it, which ties into the post-death scenario. Why go through this gamesmanship of creating these life simulations if... It's a process by which, if you remember the Trump guy who turned me into the guy, turned me onto the guy who uh, who had died and gone into the afterlife and met these demons who opened the doors, is it you know partially it's casting out like the explosion, the Big Bang that created the universe, casting out this information for ultimately the universe expands, but then it'll contract. So the idea is you know ignorance, understanding, knowledge come back, wholeness. Anyway, I've, I've gone kind of far afield. Donate money if you want. If you don't want, don't. But uh, uh, it, it makes a difference that you do. Um, anyway, so let's get off the money topic and, and right away get, how do you like the hat? How do you like the stingy brim hat? I got to take it off because I'm sweating my ass off in the sweat box. Um, we're going to go right away to the, to the title of the show. Let me, uh, for those of you who are not in the comments, if, you got, if something goes wrong with the show, you can let me know through the Twitter machine. It'll come up here, but let me let me explain to them. They, they did a they did a um they 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 did it a test, um uh, and they put little things on on men's brains, right? And you've heard me talk about this before. What I can't even remember what it's EEG EKG. One is heart, one is head. But they put it and they showed men a wide swathe, a wide variety of men. They showed them uh, pictures. And the pictures that they showed them were pictures of uh, of different things. And they registered what their brains were doing. Um, and they said that they noticed something strange, that if you showed a man a picture of a very attractive woman, and attractiveness is societally determined, so it's a free-floating standard, but we all understood the social cues of like, oh, the Corvette pulls, a red Corvette pulls up, the door opens, you know, the high heel steps out. It's the most overused, cliched shot ever. But it is cliches are useful for a reason because they help us understand a shorthand that help us understand reality. And it's hot, unlike that last movie that uh, Angelina Jolie did with Johnny Depp where they 
kept telling you how hot, like she was a spy and the, the other spy, uh, surveillance team is watching her and they kept talking about how hot she is. You know what? Nobody has ever convinced me that they were hot by talking, telling me that they were hot, you know? However, the reality of it is in that movie, you know, they needed to give indicators because they could see without that Corvette showing up, we wouldn't have gotten it. So they showed men, showed men photos of attractive women and then other things, cars, hammers, objects. And they said that the, the centers of men's brain, the parts of men's brains that were stimulated when they saw a nice car um, very were the same ones that were stimulated when they saw a woman. So ultimately, and this is part of Ho Jogain's reality, ultimately what this does is kind of serve a narrative that men view women as objects um, versus maybe that we view objects as women, I, you know, and, and he, uh, Hogan, uh likes to kick against the pricks and figures that there's a massive war uh, on, on maleness. Um, and I think the only reason he's willing to launch that war is because he finds that his maleness is threatened to a certain degree. I absolutely don't feel that way. I, I don't feel like my, my maleness is threatened. Like if you remember the story from last week, where I'm telling a gathered collection of students at Stanford my freshman year some story, me coming from the mafia gym in Ridgewood, Brooklyn, and uh, uh, um, and I'm like, you know, hey, so this chick, and then the guy goes, uh, uh, chick, the woman goes, Angie Arvidsson, who sadly enough is dead now, stabbed to death by a, a, a laundry delivery man, um, chick, and I knew what she was trying to say, but she was going for the sexist interpretation you know, defending this idea, the feminist ideal of that women should not be served with diminutives. But in actual fact, I was going back to Cats and Chicks, which is a more 50s hepcat type thing to do. And um, and I would not be deterred and kept on going with my story. In other words, I never took the attack personally. It's rare for me to take attack personally. So anyway, so a, a, um, the, the male centers of the brain. But then I started thinking, well, about how men apply themselves to the, to their to the sexuality, you know, um, and I, I think that in in, in a great in a, in a certain sense, we are biogenetically hierarchical, right? So the struggle for supremacy that is writ large over what men do is also writ small in our, in, in our genes, and you can't have a hierarchy without having assessed value. There was a movie with Bo Derek called Ten. Ten. No woman ever invented that schema. No woman invented that schema of judging women based on on, uh, on numbers. Oh man, I'll take two fives over ten. Oh, that shit. How dare she's a four? I've had guys talking to me about this since high school, before the movie Ten came out, and then the movie Ten sort of codified it. No woman came up with that system. You say, yeah, well, why would women come up with a system that unfairly unfairly judges them, that puts them at a, at a great disadvantage? I, hey, look, I, you know, what do I know? I just know that there are certain things that, that had there not existed the, the genetic mutation of maleness on this planet, we wouldn't have. Like fantasy baseball, <laughs> straddle line, <laughs> whatever that thing is that guys at my high school used to do. Dungeons and Dragons. Do women play them? Yeah, but all of these hierarchical, hierarchical, hierarchy-based games, um, you know, rating women. You say, well, this is women. It doesn't. Men are thinking about things these ways. These ways. Now, I've seen. Well, I remember when my kid was the youngest, and we were walking somewhere, and some older woman came out and said something to my daughter, 
And she was way too young. We didn't have TV in the house. She was way too young to have picked up on this. And she did what I call the woman look. The woman came out and said, you know, you can't da 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 And my daughter looked her in the face, which establishes a connection. You're looking at me, and now I'm looking at you. So the woman, my daughter, who must have been about six or seven at the time, looks the woman in the face, and then tracks down the length of her body to her shoes, and then back up to the face with a look very much like the look I have that says, you were wanted, right? It's a different schema. It's much more sublime, much more dynamic, much more organic, and it happens bet between and betwixt women hundreds of times a day. Like I, we, uh, Ozzy just did this thing uh, with the Oprah TV network in Atlanta where they had women on, it's essentially uh, Oprah Winfrey show, but with, with my boss as, as a host. You should watch it. It's, uh, I think it's online or on Oprah's network. And one of the questions that came up were beauty. And then we said, well, you know, well, why do we have to have a man determined? And it's like, who are you fucking kidding? You're just saying that for TV. Because the reality of it is, if a woman is getting really dolled up, she's not doing it for me. She's doing it to crush the competition in this sublime, dynamic rondelay that is women on women competition. Men don't necessarily, well, yeah, yeah, the female footballer gets something else. I'm not going to be distracted. So, um, so men have a hierarchical system because um, for the same reason that those of us who are still alive are descended from people who, who didn't say, hey, I wonder if that bear is still in the cave. I'm going to go check. We have a hierarchical, hierarchical system for the same reason that we have stereotypes. For the same reason, fundamentally, that sort of racism exists. It streamlines reality. It makes it easy to not go in that cave where the bear fucking killed the dude that you used to be friends with, they used to go hunt with, and he decided to go check and he's dead. All right. So um, so the idea that men's brains somehow they are, are wanting because of processing, it's more that the system is hierarchical than that we are processing women as objects. And if you've ever been on the receiving end of male sexual attentions, it, it is disconcerting. I had an agent when I was 16, agent, air quotes around the word agent. And at one point, the guy had, we were walking down the sidewalk down 14th Street. And the guy, he was not right. Let's say that first of all. Um, he was a, a Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Epstein type character. And he stopped to do something. We're talking and walking. And he stopped to do something like tie his shoe. And he's saying, okay, I want you to get your head shot, you know, put together a resume. And then I want you to go on some calls ahead. So I, he stops to tie his shoe. You know, I kind of wait, but he's like doing something. There are no cell phones back in those days. He's fucking around with his briefcase. And so I kind of slow down and I turn around, I'm looking at stuff in front of us. And then he runs to catch up to me. And he comes, he's, he looks at me. He's like, hmm. You know, so what? You wanted to fall behind me so you could look at my ass? Come on. It's just me, man. It's just hands, fists, you know, hat, whatever. It's just me, right? But that's not fancy car, Eugene. Same thing. Same way. Hierarchy, right? Societies in which you have, are, which are male-dominated and hierarchical, generally are fucking asshole societies, and I'm looking, I'm looking at the UK. And I'm not talking about now. I mean, the UK now, you know, they had 
Theresa May and the, the Maggie Thatcher. They've long, I'm talking about the imperial UK that's going over, hey, guess what? We own you now. The society that they most recently and aggressively gave birth to, Indian culture, hierarch hierarchical and male-dominant. Yes, you had Indira Gandhi, you got to have these female leaders, doesn't make a difference. All right. Because ultimately, the hierarchy determines how you, uh, you know, if, and you, you fucking know it. The stuff that you would put a, think about when you were younger. If you had any awareness, uh, and again, for women, it was totally different. My daughter at six or seven years old was processing this older woman along the lines of like, nobody wearing shoes like that should be giving orders to anybody. Clearly, you, your inability to figure out the, the rudiments of preparing yourself for doing battle with other women of your kith and kin shows that you're wanting. You were the person that went into that cave. Men have, have a different streamlined system for each other. And the streamlined system they have each other, and this is where we get into the criminality part, has everything to do with what I talked about in the fight book. I'm in San Francisco on, on Broadway, which means a couple of things. That I was standing on the street on Broadway, but I was also, yeah, no, no, agent wasn't whipping boy related. I, I used to be a model from the time I was two years old. And I decided when I was 14 to start modeling again because I wanted money. And I did some stuff. I did routine shit like uh, textbooks and never, despite working on Fifth Avenue, never got a sniff of a fashion industry. I was, you know, whatever. That's what I'm talking about. Not Whipping Boy. Whipping Boy never had an agent. So, but see, that's why this fucking comments. Now I can't remember what I was saying. Since you guys are fucking listening so much, what did I just say? Help me. What was I just talking about? I you got the hell? What the? Oh, criminality. So criminality. So I'm standing on the sidewalk at, uh, on Broadway at the on Broadway. See, I'm sweating like a pig now with my with my fancy shirt. Gotta stick together, the crew. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. SSD, great band from Boston. I'm wearing the shirt because of their song Glue and Crew. So I'm standing on the street at, at, on Broadway at the on Broadway. All right. Punk Rock Days is a show. I'm standing there and there's some guy who is not really fitting in, kind of a heavy set guy, looks like Barney, Barney Rubble, kind of chunky, under normal circumstances, you would call him a salt of the earth type guy. And I can see people don't want to have any de to deal with him, but I don't like that. I don't know, whatever. It's an open, open society. If the guy wants to come into the show, he's like, man, man, fucking, and I was like, hey, what's up, bro? And he's like, hey, you know, where, where you from? And I go, well, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Flatbush. Where are you from? He goes, Chicago, Chicago. I'm a Navy guy. That's why I'm here. I'm here for the fucking Navy. Goes, oh, that's cool. What, what's your MOS? Because MOS, man, that's not fucking Navy. You fucking, <laughs> you know, so he's doing that drunk guy thing, teetering, uh, teetering on the uh, 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 age, race, and gender when encountering another person. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let me tell you something. And I'm going to digress. I'll remember to go back to the on-Broadway story. A friend of mine told me that he's noticed that if two or three men walk up to a urinal together, 
that the alpha male will always invariably piss first. Does that have anything to do with age, race, or gender? No. I say there are two universes if you're a man. There's the world of men. These are like the Hitlerian secrets. And then there's a world of heterosexual men, in other words, where they intersect with their distaff components. And then there's women, women to women, and women how they process their male components. And then there's maybe a third or fourth quadrant for homosexuals. For example, uh, if I have a job interview with a man and is a homosexual, I have a better than even chance of getting the job than I do if the woman, I interviewed for a job at gay.com. And I really wanted the job just to be able to have a business card that said, Eugene Robinson, Eugene S. Robinson, editor, gay.com. Uh, but they didn't hire me for whatever reason. And I think they're out of business now. So uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So when I found out, of course, that the alpha goes first, if I go into the bathroom with, <laughs> with three other men who were stepped up to the urinal, ever since I heard that, it's like, I don't care if I have to start pissing at the door. I'm going first. Why? Because it matters to me. So I make fun of whole Joe game. But, you know, we still play these little games. And I think that's the first time in public I've ever mentioned that. So now you know. You go in the bathroom with me, it's a race to fucking squeeze that bladder like a vice. So the guy is doing this drunk guy thing. I'm bouncing back to the arm Broadway. He's got, on the edge of hostility, Navy guy. We don't do an MOS. He goes, well, he goes ah, you know, I'm a, I'm a systems officer. Whatever. I'm a gunner. I don't know what, it, what his job was. I don't remember. He's talking. And it's like, yeah, man, you ever hear the Purple Gang? To be the person, yeah, it wasn't that Al Capone shit, you know? That's true. <laughs> um, the Al Capone shit, uh, you ever, yeah, yeah purple guy. I remember the man roll with the purple guy, never fucking. And and inevitably, inevitably, what happens, and you know this with drunk guys, if they teeter on that line, you get to the point where you've had enough. Where you've had enough. And this tries into celebrity, we'll get into that later. And so at a certain point, I was like, yeah, bro. And so, you know, what is it that people say, you know, uh, uh, Sinatra about keeping the party polite? I really like to do that. I really like to keep the party polite. But at the same time, and this will tie in later to the celebrity thing, at the same time, I live in a very real place, right? In other words, I don't have any, I don't feel any social obligation to appear to be what I'm not. Unless I am honest with myself about it. Somebody said, man, you do cosplay every day. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's fun. Wearing the hats and the pipe. I got a monocle. I got a walking stick. I do it to amuse myself, to make it through the day. It's like I'm not really expecting you not to notice. Of course I notice. I notice that most people don't wear stingy brim fedoras and carry walking sticks and have monocles. I'm trying to dress up like Mr. Peanut. Is there anything wrong with that? Anyway, so the guy is like, you know, he teeters over the edge. And finally, I say, hey, man, why don't you go fuck yourself? Well, I thought, nah, you fucking stepped over the fucking line. I'm tired of hearing your shit. You're drunk. Drunks are sloppy. I don't fucking like drunks. Fuck off. I've been nice as long as I'm going to be nice. I've been nice too long. The story ended inevitably with the guy knocked out on the sidewalk. I don't feel proud of that part. I don't think I should have hit him. But if I try to go around to your left and I try to go around to the right to avoid to avoid you, 
and you are still standing there, then you're telling me I got to go through you. And I'm okay with that. Now, these were the days where coming straight out of New York where I was just like, you beat a guy up and then you whatever. What happened? He fell. I didn't know that you should to 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 seek to avoid. So anyway, so let's get let's let's bounce a little bit back to criminality. So if you have a hierarchical male-dominated society, generally nothing good comes out of it. But men derive great strength from the power of association. A Christian guy tried to get me to come to his church. I go, why the fuck would I do that? And he goes, for the gift of fellowship. And I was like, you know, there's a weird wisdom to that. For the gift of fellowship, right? And I started thinking of the social groupings. Yes, the social groupings that exist within hierarchies, hierarchy upon a hierarchy that allows, one, a society to be male-dominated, and two, um, uh, 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 what does it say? Uh, um, um, that makes it easier to stay out of the cave where the bear was. If we exist in a high, in a male-to-male relationship, a hierarchy of, of zero to ten, alphas are ten. Those are the guys who piss first. That guy doesn't go into the fucking cave. You might be a two and say, you know, I don't know a lot. I'm only a two. But if the ten dude doesn't go in the cave, I'm not going in the cave. But a uh, 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 where do you put your phone number? Uh, the same way you, uh, on Patreon, you can send a note with it and you put your number in there and I'll call you. For the $10 level, you get a call once a month. And incidentally, and this ties in the celebrity thing, one of you who put in, I don't know that he wants his name, is coming up next weekend and we're going to watch the fight together. Keep that in your head because it ties into the celebrity thing. I had a, a brush with celebrity this week. We're going to talk about it later. And it'll be it'll be a celebrity that you love. Don't don't worry about it. So so the, the criminality thing it exists. With, look, criminality has a purpose like anything else. People say, oh, man, what are fucking mosquitoes? Mosquitoes are the are the deadliest predator we have. Kill more people than fucking lions and tigers and sharks. They serve a purpose. The culling of the herd. Criminality serves a purpose. How we deal with the express criminality is something else entirely. So you take a guy like Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, and if you saw, if you're on Twitter, you saw my tweets, the David Talbot. David Talbot writes for Salon. He's written a couple books on uh, the Kennedy assassination um, and the guy, uh, Alan Dulles, who had been the head of the CIA for years. Uh, especially during the uh, uh, Kennedy uh, assassination and on through. Alan Dulles was a motherfucker. You should, I think the book is called The Devil's Chessboard. David Talbot, fun fact, tied into the celebrity thing. This has got levels, man, circles upon circles, was the son of Lyle Talbot. Lyle Talbot was who? The original Wolfman. Yes. Stranger than fiction, right? Talbot's a great writer, and he's like, and he is a, fair, uh, a strong lefty, but he's talking about uh, the 1% of the 1%. We realized the other day how many guys we do jujitsu with that are actually one percenters. By which I mean, that, you know, if a guy's pulling in $500,000 a year and his wife is pulling in, you know, got another job for $200,000 a year. There are not many other Americans who are pulling in $700,000 a year. 
They're just not. That's not what we're talking about. If you're making $700,000 a year and you got three kids, you cannot afford a super yacht. But, but, but if you are two, if you are three, if you are four, hierarchy now as it exists in social groupings, you know, if men were like women, it would be totally different. My daughter looks a woman up and down and says, I'm not taking any advice. She was six or seven. I'm not taking any advice from a woman who's a four. Eddie Murphy said it best. A little capital could turn a, a, a bald head into a part. I mean, Anna Nicole Smith's last husband, no way. Without the do-re, me, basso latido, cash. Why? Because it guarantees you access to your future generations. Why do you think these cats are for, I was sort of shocked. The Dayton shooter... Yeah, he did. Dulles did. The Dayton shooter, I was a little bit shocked based on the show last week that they had pictures of his girlfriend. Now, she did dump him, but the girlfriend that dumped him, who is now splattering her face all over the, the news, was an attractive woman. She's fucking attractive. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't like media portrayals. I'm not going to go for, but I never thought Bo Derek was all that hot. And I remember my agent walking behind me to look at my ass. It's like, that shit's in the eye of the beholder. It's just Eugene's ass, man. There's nothing special about Eugene's ass. You might like it. You're thinking about me. You're thinking about a Corvette. It's the same fucking thing. It means something to you. It doesn't mean anything to me. But admittedly, this guy's... But she dumped him because she said, that is crazy. And then he went up and shot up the bar. And his sister, who was in a weird twist, transitioning into, uh, into being a man. I don't know why it's a weird twist, necessarily. But it was underreported. So, so, you know, it, it, it fucks with my narrative of, of these guys, like I said last week, 18 and 22, disconnected, vacant strangers disconnected from a social order that allows them to benefit in any way, shape, or form if they're twos or threes or fours or fives. But even when you got guys who have enough jack, like eights or nines, on the jack scale, by which I mean cash scale, we know that's the way it works. Look, why do female celebrities lose their minds? Because that's not a standard that works for them. A woman who suddenly gets a billion dollars is now completely fucking freaked about the qual. if she's a heterosexual woman, about the quality of mate that she's attracting. Why? Well, because they want to be loved for really them. A guy who's got a billion dollars doesn't give a fuck. That car pulls up, the door opens, the leg steps out. That's all. I got it. I bought myself a 10. I bought myself ac access to a future generation that's genetically fucking uh, 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 superior. Now, she could be stupid as shit. There's no correlation between intelligence and, and attractiveness. But they found out that there were, were genetic anthropological kind of weirdnesses. Like guys who were poor tend to have better-looking daughters. <laughs> My daughters are very attractive. That's why I'm sitting on a smelly couch. No, no, no. It's private. Only I see it. And maybe, yeah, maybe the wife, but uh, nobody else sees it. So, um, 
So we can we can buy our way, and that's where the chagrin comes from. We can buy our way into into future generation biogenetic superiority. But <laughs> in this in this Descartian universe where we you know a priori knowledge and we don't have any real sense of uh, we can't can't trust our eyes, we can't trust our ears, we can't trust our senses. We have to go back to what the rudiments of what we know and what we, and that's what Descartes was talking about number system. I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. And I guess I was lying when I said that I was, I wasn't so much lying as I was saying stuff that didn't end up being true, but that you, so we got the Quran, we got the Torah, the Talmud, we got the Bible, that post death scenario that we're talking about, you still have something. Um, uh, we still have something that is pretty significant, right? Pretty significant. And that what we have is just like a number implies, if I can imagine a sense of one, I can imagine myself as separate. And if I can imagine myself as separate, we're all of a sudden talking about a hierarchy that makes sense. So the second that I have the thought, the Descartian thought, I think, therefore I am, the second I un- uh, utter that word I, which is why the Rastafarians talk about I against I. We don't want a division. It's us. It's we. No, it's not. Because the second that I that I identify a singular component, I have also posited its opposite. And in this plane, driven by these rule sets, these different books, what we have is a constant battle against the forces that say yes and the forces that say no. Inevitably. Inevitably. Social media has tied into it because it's allowed us to amplify this constant thing. People who are criminals, have you met hardcore criminals? Most of the criminals I know, and I've known a few, were bright enough to actually have, have succeeded in other traditional ways. Didn't. Didn't want to. Oh, yeah. Patrice Lumumba, bro, that was hardcore. Fuck. I wrote a piece about Lumumba for Ozzy, OZY.com. Check it out. How do you like that? You're talking to some guys. Next thing you know, you're in a fucking 60-gallon drum of hydrochloric acid. Like like, like Goldberg. Just like that. (laughs) Not even a joke. One phone call, that's where you were. No joke. How eerie do you think it must have been to, to be uh, Epstein and go, yeah, suicide watch. Hey, hey where are those guys going? <laughs> where are they going? Where? Hey, you guys, I'm, gonna, I, I'm the only one here. And then they come in. You don't think Danny Casalaro, read the book, The Octopus. He had a way out. Danny Casalaro, sadly, was writing about the Cabasan Indians and, and uh, Kermagee, corporate killers. Uh, it turns out he killed himself. You know what Danny Casalaro did? He wrote his suicide note with his left hand, hoping that somebody would go, why would a guy write a suicide note with his left hand when he was right-handed? Oh, well, maybe he cut the veins in his right hand first and couldn't write with his right hand, so he chose his left hand. Get the fuck out of here. That had to be the eeriest sensation of all when you realize you're alone and then that door comes open. No. Money. Capital. 
distorts things. Uh, no, no, Casalaro wasn't shot. His wrists were cut. I, it's been a long time since I read the, the octopus. Anyway, so the point is, once you introduce capital, you get guys who, who say yes and guys who say no. Like the song by X, Johnny Hit and Run Pauline, you know, is that guy, he's paying for no. Paying for no. Billions of dollars. Epstein was like my fucking agent. You know where I met my agent? I was standing on the street working at this place called Dennis's, Fast and Natural, a health food, a fast food, a fast health food store. When business was slow, I go from cooking or being a cashier to stand out on the street corner and hand out flyers for the business. They'd make me wear a French cut uh, T-shirt as a little, you know, seventeen-year-old bodybuilding kid out there on Fifth Avenue, fashion Andy Warhol and all those Bob Colicello, those guys would send the muscly guy in. Helped that I was a model. I was on the, on the hustle. Guy says to me, do you hustle? I was like, yeah, man. Spanish hustle, Latin hustle, straight hustle. He goes, not the dance. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I, I work really hard. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't hep to the world of teen prostitution, but Epstein shows up. He's got $300. This cat offered me $500. He said, you know, which is a lot to a 16-year-old. He said, tell you what. I, li- I live not too far from here. We could be five minutes from here. You know, you're a big weightlifting guy. How about I give you $500 to beat me up? And that, that got my attention. Because, yeah, you lift weights. You know, I lift weights too in the sea. And the guy goes like this, and he, he hits a bicep, and I'm looking at his bicep. I'm like, bro, that's going to be a fight. That's going to be an anal fight to the death. He's at least as big, as strong as I am at 16, 17. And that's providing that there's nobody else in the closet when I get there. Or there's a Bill Cosby special in the refrigerator. Uh-uh, nah, 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 we're not going down like that. I had to decline. Get me some acting roles and then we can talk. Nothing. This guy is still around. Still semi-famous. The reality of it is cash, capital, can distort. This is not, I come not to praise Jeffrey Epstein. But um, but more to underscore the proclivities of people who have jumped the genetic turnstile and have secured fantasy capital because you can't start a fire. Well, you can't start it. Well, you can't start a fire with it. You can't eat it. You can't build a house out of it, but you can trick 16-year-olds. Again and again and again and again. And and your other rich friends who spent, look, the ages of fucking 14 to 18, you're as normal as you're going to get. Even if you're a fucking Kennedy, you're still hearing no more than you'd offer. People are still trying to relive shit that happened to them in high school. People who have had really terrible lives are still trying to get over shit that happened to them before they were 12. We're all about level setting. All about it. Level setting. So you take an Epstein who ends up as a teacher in a school hired by Bob Barr's dad, and he's watching these science, these children of, of wealthy people, these you know, impossibly you know attractive, high in the genetic scale, eights, nines, tens, 
not knowing what the because they're just 15, just like I was, just 16, just walking down the sidewalk. And he's developing an approach to the world. One day, this will all be mine. And he ends up like with a hundred million dollars in the bank and has figured out, huh? Hmm. Huh. The mistake that a lot like a guy like Tiger Woods didn't make, and the mistake that I never make. If I get, my friends get. If you go to Ozzy.com right now, a guy I've known since I was 14 is interviewing survivors from Hiroshima and Nagasaki. His article is up. I tweeted it out. I've known that guy since I was 14. Mordecai G. Sheftal, American expat, been living in, in Japan since like 1986. Went to West Point, bombed out of West Point. Fuck it, we got, got his PhD in Tokyo or Japan. That's the mafia way. If I got a hundred, you're gonna get something out of it. Like you say in The Godfather, these are the actions of a friend. Anything else is the actions. Anything else? Uh, anything else? It, these are not the actions of a friend. So now, instead of saying yes, I'm saying no. I'm taking the capital. I'm fucking with the genetic lottery, and all of a sudden, I'm pulling in. I'm pulling in genetic eights, nines, tens. I'm not. He, his plan. Why do you think his plan was to start Pedophilia Island, a breeding factory where he could spread his eugenically spread his genes around? You think it's fucking crazy? What the Nazis had the same thing. What do you think it was about? I think it was about owning the fucking future. There's a reason that, 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 that Clinton was there. There's a reason he's been dogged by sex crimes the whole time. There's a reason why fucking uh, uh, Dershowitz has been caught up. There's a reason why Prince Andrew was there. There's a reason why Bill Richardson, I met Bill Richardson ages ago. Didn't smell right to me back then, but he didn't seem to be noteworthy. And I mean, who gives a fuck about New Mexico except for Johnny Boney Joni? Didn't seem to be significant enough to, 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 to go into it. Another guy I met was who's a cat who was a mayor of Chicago for a long time, not Washington, but the the longtime family uh, daily. Didn't feel right to me either. Bronx DA Mario Marola was somehow caught up in that Son of Sam thing. If you read Maury Terry's The Ultimate Terror, um, some book, uh, Ultimate Evil. By Maury Terry, he makes wild allegations. Not so fucking wild. One thing I noticed distinctly is that old men with young women don't really think about themselves. I say, if I'm at jujitsu, I'll say eight or nine times, "Hey, hey, I'm 56, soon to be 57, bros. Hey, look, bros, chicks, girls, whatever, everybody. August 28th, turn 57." So, like, when I go yesterday and Sorrell literally tried to murder me, my, my role was with him, six minutes, with another black belt, six minutes, with a, uh, a pro fighter, brown belt, six minutes, and with a 300-pound, his oldest student who's been with him, like, 10 years, fuck a 300-pound guy, super flexible and fast, who's 30 years old, six minutes. That's six, 12, 18, 24 minutes with a murderer's row of guys, no mercy. 
and Sorrell and the pro fighter were punching as well. But generally, us older cats, you know, or like we do that, like largely in my head, I feel like I'm. I mean, I know I'm not 15 anymore, but I probably, you know, if you had to ask me, ran up to me with a gun really quickly, how old are you? I go, you're 35. It sounds right. A long time ago, 22 years. So these guys are trying to game the system. But one thing about natural systems, you can game them to a certain extent. Like the guy who had the uh, who had the fertility clinic. And it was like, oh, I want a seven, six foot two blonde basketball player. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Oh, I'd like a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Turns out they do genetic testing after 10 years after this guy dies. He gave them all his seed. He's got like 68 kids out there. And they're suing, uh, they're, they were suing his estate. Okay. <laughs> he did what he was supposed to do. Game the system, access to future generations how twos become fours, how fours become eights, and how tens with enough capital can do whatever the fuck they want, up to and including super yachts. How many, how many twos or threes, if you're talking about men looking at women, are going to resist a super yacht? How many eights or nines or tens? If Donald Trump is broke Donald Trump, does he pull a Melania? Get the fuck out of here. No fucking way. I, my sister, my sister, my cousin... Uh, used to work in the post office with Denzel Washington, clearly before People Magazine, the world's most handsome man, the gay shit. I go, hey, well, women always come to the post office hitting on him? He's like, no. No. So I did a, sh I did a show, I did a song, one song, with the Red Room Orchestra at, uh, at uh, open, uh, Outside Lands in San Francisco. And it was, it was in the comedy tent, and it was a, a rendering of... Uh, a live musical tribute to the Big Lebowski. And last time I did, if you remember, in San Francisco about three or four months ago, Margaret Cho was one of the actors in it. Just, I don't know how she just fucking decided to do it. Look, Jesus Christ, Margaret Cho. You know, there's always what happens with celebrity people. And this time it's like, look over, oh, is that Tony Danza? Tony fucking Danza, oh shit. I got Tony, Tony Danza and I do. He took my song. I was supposed to sing uh, Dean Martin, standing on the corner, watching all the girls go by. He wanted that song, so I had to do uh, Her Eyes Were a Blue Million Miles, actually a much harder song by Captain Beefheart. Ah, fuck it, Tony Danza. It's like, I'm a huge fan. The only way this could have been better is if it had been Robert Blake. But I always liked Tony Danza. Or Tony Musante. This doesn't mean anything to you guys. Toma was like a follow up. It was, it was all like a derivation of Serpico. Anyway, I like, I, you know, I'm telling myself, I, fuck, Tony Danza, Tony Danza. Don't fuck with Tony Danza. Don't fuck with Tony Danza. Just let him be. And he's in his, in his, in his trailer, right? Until about eight minutes before he's supposed to go on. I've done once, I've done my song. I'm standing by the backstage because I have some lines to do later. I play the cab driver, kicks kicks the dude out of the cab, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, and Tony Danza's like, there, and I said, I'm not going to bug him, I'm not going to bug him, I'm not going to bug him. And he goes up and he tells a great story about his mother. He's from the Bronx, I'm from Brooklyn. His mother says, you know, I'll tell you when you're famous. You're famous when you can introduce me to fucking, uh, 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 to, 
to Dean Martin. Until then, God, God, God. So he one night his mother comes to LA to visit him, and he's uh uh yeah, who's the boss? But I go back to taxi. Um, and his he they go out to dinner and he goes to this place where he always goes to eat, where Dean always goes to eat. And he's like, Hey Dean, excuse me, hey. You know, uh, my mother's coming here. She's a huge fan. I don't know why I really want to bug you and interrupt your meal, but would you mind saying a few words? So Dean is sitting in a booth with his, his, his manager. He goes, no, 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 sure, kid, no problem. So his mother comes in. His mother elbows the agent out of the booth. The agent has to go sit in the booth next to it with the, with Tony. And the mother is completely hilarious. She's doing the send-up. So Tony tells a story about his crazy mother. Reminds me of Scorsese's mother from Goodfellas, you know? And... <laughs> And then he 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 he's got tap shoes on. Apparently, his kid has got him into tap dancing. He's a former boxer, so this segues into the fight talk. And uh, and uh, so uh, he, he sings a song and he tap dances. And I was like, "Fuck, man!" It's almost like when I met Starsky, but he was being such a tool at first. I didn't, you know, you some of you may remember that story. Anyway, so he comes off the stage. I can't stop myself. I go, "That was fucking great." I shake his hand. And he's like, thank you, man. That's it. That's it. So then I'm walking. My kid is there. She wants to see. So I, I got to get back to work. So I, I rush, say hi to my kid. You go. And I'm coming back in. And he's going off into the bushes with some other guys dressed in like black jackets, white shirts, black ties, looking like they're from uh, 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 Reservoir Dogs. And I go, fuck it. This is my I got This God has sent me here. I go, ah, it's nice to see another New York. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I go, whoa. Whoa. Uh, the fuck was that about, man? Said hi. I'm clearly going this way. Give me this, and that's why I start to think, the fuck is it with celebrities, right? Okay, yeah, I know what it's like. Going back to my conversation with the guy in the Purple Gang, I know what it's like when people step over lines. But Allen Ginsberg told me at one point he goes, "Dharma gates are endless." What, what does that mean? You can find meaning anywhere, man. I, you know, I, I'm sure Allen Ginsberg used that line to pick up many a young boy, but I started to think about the impact of it. You know, the only celebrity that I met who seemed to seriously embrace that was Billy Bob Thorne. Make no mistake, he was a musician first in life before he started acting. He said, I got to get people to shop for me. Why? Because I'll go out and I'll get attached to people. I'm attached. Yeah, you come up to me, you start talking to me about your brother who's a dentist, I'm all in. No, I'm not a fucking celebrity. <sighs> Bro, I got to pack my shit to get ready to get up to 6 o'clock in the morning tomorrow to go to work. Yeah, that celebrity's not doing that. So, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, he's, he'll, I'll talk to you 15, 20 minutes, I don't give a shit. So, I got, you know, to keep on a schedule, somebody's going to get my groceries so I don't, because I'll just talk. I mean, in other words... My attitude, my buddy who used to, remember, he used to uh, go on these, vi not vision quests, he would have these out-of-body experiences, but he was third in state in wrestling, and he would go, his, would leave his body, and he would go into that collective unconscious place that exists above the Torah and the Talmud, but because he was a wrestler, his, his approach to the world was always about control, and he would get attacked by, by beings that sensed it. Like when I used to take Popeye to the park, he had testicles. He didn't know. Other dogs, male dogs would attack him. It was like peeing at the urinal first. They knew. He, they knew what? He had testicles. What does that mean? Access to the future. So this guy, my, my, my friend, would go into these, he's a world-renowned physicist at this point, would go and would get chased back. He got chased by this three-foot-tall Hitler once. Uh, you know, it sounds funny, 
but it's not really funny. He actually got knocked off a cliff, made the newspapers. And the newspapers, it said they stumbled. He said, no, something came out of the inky darkness and knocked him off. I go, was it a bird? Because there was no bird like that. No bird like that. But me, I'm open. I have other weird dreams I could tell you. Some guy, uh, uh, Mike Hill from the band Tombs, is about to do uh, an interview with me about, uh, oh, shit, it's coming up. I think it's Tuesday. I think we're supposed to talk Tuesday about the paranormal, but about the dream that I had where I was designated a, 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 a proto-celestial the things that are called watchers. I'm a watcher. I don't know if I should have told you, but I'm all about candidness. So even if I were to be a, 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 a celebrity, um, you know, uh, my look, I'll talk to anybody. Dharma gates are endless until I'm not interested anymore. Oh, 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 I had some guy, tough fucking guy at one point, prisoner, another one of my criminal friends. And I said something like, ah, oh, man, I got, I, got, I got to go now. This is normal. He goes, oh, Mr. Hotshot author, can't spend a little few. And I was like, oh, it was like that Joe Pesci scene from Goodfellas, where he kind of had me going. I wasn't being disrespectful. I got to go. But if I had to fucking fight it out with this guy, I was going to be in trouble. And he goes, I'm just fucking with you. I go, ah, nice. funny guy. <laughs> So, so you know, these celebrities do this self-protecting thing, and it just strikes me as cheeseball, as cheeseball. Like, what the fuck? What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Clearly, I'm rushing off somewhere. Well, maybe I'm going to ask you for a photo. Well, you don't take a photo? Really? Okay. People stop me at my old guitar player and whipping boy. That guy, he was a, a, almost went to play pro football. He's a Stanford football player. He said, you know, some kid breaks through the line, does everything he needs to do to get a hold of me and ask for my autograph. And it's a little stinky autograph. Why would I do that? He practices signature. So I want to have a good autograph. It'll make a difference to the kids. I like that. I like that way of thinking. Anyway, anyway. Um, uh, uh, anyway, I was, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to shit. Uh, I don't want to shit on uh, on Tony Danza. He was in a hurry. I was in a hurry, you know. And I was, uh, um, you know, I wasn't direct. I just made a little comment. But I've seen it with celebrities. What is that? What is that shit? Look, I just signed on. I just did my job. You know, you don't have to keep doing your job after you leave your job. Oh, don't I? You know what, man? If the two of us were staying at the urinal together. I'd still be pissing first. That's what I'm saying. So that's my guarantee. Guy says, listens to the show. He goes, Eugene, I'm, I'm coming up. You want to watch the fights together? I go, sure, why not? I got nobody else who wants to watch it with me. Kasha and I are going to go to the wine bar, hang out. He, just, he goes, oh, oh, you know, if I try anything, you could, I'm sure you could care. What the fuck? What are you going to try? What are you going to do? What? What? What are you going to do? What are you, what, what you going to do to me that hasn't already been done to me? Like at the two-hour show I play in Berlin, and afterward, a friend of mine comes and says, hey, Eugene, let's go in the bathroom. I was like, oh, okay. I really, he, he had some nose candy or something. What did he we go in the bathroom. He goes, yeah, we'll go in the bathroom, and, and then you can suck my dick. Like, oh, bro, fuck, it's that two-hour show. Don't you think that should be the other way around? Get the fuck out of here with all that. You can say anything you want. You know, anything you want to. Whatever. I don't, blah, blah, blah. Because, 
like I used to tell my kids when they were fighting, stay on top of your feet. I want your head. I want your feet. If your feet are over here and your head is over here, you are falling down. Stay on top of your feet. Dharma gates are endless. Yeah, but I want you to stay on top of your feet. No matter how fucking rich celebrity, I'm staying on top of my feet. Now, there's guys I know who become sort of celebrities and they develop a side persona, a celebrity persona. I have that. You come hang out with me. This is the same guy, except maybe I'm not talking so much because I'm listening. And right now, that's what we got. Yeah, that's right. You're right about that. You're right about that. That's who it could be. Like some guy said, Eugene, I keep sending you an invite to connect on Instagram. Why don't you okay me? I go, you don't have any photos on your page, so I got to assume you're a spy. I'm not a spy. It's me. I go, oh, okay. All right, I'll let you in. Anyway, this Uruguay fight, it's not a lot. I, I have to say in, in a general sense that, um, I, no, I have to say in a general sense, it was not as bad as, as, as expected. I know a lot of people are shitting on Shevchenko. I didn't do uh, I didn't do care don't care today because the wife was a, in a national poll competition and she took uh, uh, out of a field of I think about six she took silver, took second place, and she's grousing about it now in the rest of the house. Like ah, the first loser. I go fuck fuck that shit, flying off of that thing in the ten feet in the air and dropping down into. No, this is serious stuff. You're doing stuff I couldn't do. I'd be happy with that. I'd be fucking happy with that. So, hey, experimental vaccines. Hey, man, I keep listening to that song we did. What are you going to do with that song? Swarb it. Anyway, so um, I thought the fight was better than expected. I really did think it was better than expected. I had my expectations were super low. Super, super, super low. So it couldn't have been any worse. Svechenko and, and Liz Carmouche, if you want my attitude, um, hey, who's your friend, the lawyer? And I don't know what happened to Kid Nate. I think he wants to be like a, a father. That's what he kind of told me, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, um, look, there's a thing called championitis. And we've seen it enough times. You know, we saw it with Johnny Bonigioni against uh, the, the Hammer. We've seen it against GSP, Latter-day GSP. You know, and, and the reality of it is I got a lot to lose and you got more to gain. A buddy of mine started, as part of his PhD study, started a fake company. Nobody knew it was a fake company. And the idea, it was an elite, he was a, a design major, but also into psycho-organizational sociology. And he noticed that company broke down into two groups, the established order, those guys who were pissing first at the urinal, and the young Turks. The guys who were like, I got to swing for the fence because if I don't swing for the fence, I'm stuck as a beta, and that sucks. He did the study, wrote a big paper on it, and the company became a real fucking company, of which he ended up being the CEO so it cut both ways. He went and sold the company, and now he's a professor somewhere. You don't believe me? Go look him up. Dave Owen is at Vanderbilt. Used to be a drummer for Whipping Boy. But the point is that those, those, those young Turks, they fight like the fucking demon because they got nothing else. 
They're not going to be executive level gatekeepers, so they're going to try. And it is traditionally from back watching Muhammad Ali, it is the role of the champion. I don't have to do crazy shit. Johnny Boney Joni going up was much more exciting than Johnny Boney Joni up. GSP going up was much more exciting. You need to reference that when you watch these guys. And the same thing with Savicheteco. The same thing with Savicheteco. Liz Carmouche, I have to believe that this was a gimme. Because I think that realistically she should have complained when Ronda bit her. There's got to be some reason they yanked her out of the woodwork and all of a sudden she's getting a headlining fight now at the age of 37. But I don't give stuff of a bad. I, I feel like I want to expend more angry energy on Kate Nakachuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuchuch
Well, I'm sorry. My my, I had a friend who slept with the System of a Down's manager. I've told you that story before. And as soon as they, it was pretty good. She had a good time. And then, and then at the end of it, in the post postcoital kind of glow, he looks over and says, "This white cock make you come." <laughs> Cue the clown music. How to ruin a good sexual experience? If you're a white dude and you're having sex with a black chick, don't say that at the end. Don't say shit like that at the end. Best just keep your mouth shut. In fact, if you're a dude at all that you have sex with a woman, did this cock make you come? Don't say that. Don't ever say that. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, the shit that I hear from women that men have said to them will turn your fucking stomach. You'd be surprised what other men have said to me. <sighs> My mother was tense. She goes, hey, you're not going to get caught up in this Me Too thing. What is, what, Ma, what kind of animal do you think I am? There was only one person who I kind of like thought maybe I had to contact her and say, hey, 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 you remember that night when we were doing all that blow in the bathroom and then, and then I grabbed your ass and it, is that like a Me Too thing? And she never wrote me back. I was like thinking, you know, she probably don't want to think about it. But I never, I never punished her after that. I rewarded her. Like I said, you're friends with me. I make money. You make money. These are the actions of a friend. And even after that, I made money. She made money. We stayed friendly. I didn't realize that. I just thought she was joking. <laughs> I said, hey, hey, we should have sex. I, said, I think that's a good idea. She goes, oh, Eugene, I got a boyfriend. I go, I, I, well, he can watch. Hey, so we should have sex. Oh, Eugene. Oh, okay, so that's a yes, right? Okay, good, good, good. I'll put on my fancy underwear. <laughs> so, so anyway, so so the fight wasn't that bad. It was a good bridge fight. Did I watch it? I, I refuse to do ESPN Plus. I refuse to do Fight Pass. How are you watching the fights, Eugene? I got my ways. I got my ways, bro. That's the criminality factor. I don't care. Guys buying a $36 million Malibu beach house doesn't need my $3, my $6, my $8, my $5, my $60. But I'm going to the wine bar next week because one of you, I don't know that he wants his name mentioned. Let's call him Mr. San Diego. He's coming up. He and his girlfriend are coming up. We're all going to double date. We're going to go watch the fight at the wine bar. It could happen. Donate money to patreon.com slash the stomper. You or me, we could start chatting on the phone. But let, 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 make no mistake, you got to remind me because I don't remember the shit. I don't remember the call. So you got to remind me to call. And I know uh, I owe one of you, I owe one of you a record, a whipping boy record, and I owe one of you a T-shirt. You got to remind me. The guy with the T-shirt in in um, uh, Sweden, it's coming. I sent it. I sent it about six days ago, but the cheap way, so it'll take about seventy days. So that's coming. So anyway, uh, uh, I think that's the end of the show. I was, I was, I didn't expect a lot from the. Oh, you, Mike Perry. That was the one thing I did want to talk about, and you guys were bugging me on it. And I'll do it in three minutes. I love Mike Perry. I love Mike Perry. I, you, if you remember, I hated Mike Perry. I hated Mike Perry like I hated Chris Weidman, like I hated McNuggets. What's what do all three of those have in common? Like I hated Chell Sonnen. They fucking won me over. They gave me the, no, it wasn't a nose break. They gave me the coda to understanding their shtick, right? They gave me the wink, 
They gave me the nod. They gave me the kindly, you got it. And suddenly, the Hitlerian secrets, it's a secret I keep from you. It's a secret we share. And a secret about future events as Illinois. It became the second quality of the Hitlerian secret. It was a secret we shared. And they fucking completely, oh, yeah, Frank McCord. Well, not now, but because we're at the end of the show. <laughs> I love, he was my teacher, yeah. So um, it's a second quality. Colby Crappington should take note. Should take note. If you're going to have the grand reveal, you're going to yank that curtain back suddenly, and you got the wink, and you got the nod, and you got suddenly we are sharing in the secret. There's some people out there who still don't get it. That's okay. That's okay. Hitlerian. That's okay that they don't get it. As long as it's not based on capital, where it's the cheap seats versus the skyboxes, I'm okay. If it's just a, qu- a question of, uh, of, of intelligence, that's the biogenetic lottery. I'm not gaming it. We all get it. Colby hasn't gotten it. I strongly suspect that there's no grand reveal. There's no man behind the Colby curtain. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is all four of those characters I mentioned came out strong. It was like a line from uh, the, the, the other Tarantino movie uh, with, the, with the slaves. What is that one called? Django. He goes, well, you had my attention, and now you got my interest. That's what they manage. They get our attention, and then they earn our interest. I fucking love Mike Perry. Love Mike Perry. Love Mike Perry. Fucking Mike Perry all day long. And he got robbed in that fucking fight. But, you know, uh, you had to expect it. When I saw Tony Weeks was one of the judges, my heart dropped. He won that fucking fight. Prove me wrong. The best part about that is that anybody who fights, who has to fight Luke afterward, it has a pretty good understanding of how to beat that guy. Mike Perry won that fucking fight. Don't tell me. Don't piss on me and tell me it's rain. Don't do this. Anyway, that's the end of V75. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Alexi is calling me. Somehow, uh, I'm dying. Alexi's calling me for some reason. I got to get to it right now. Let's see. I hope this thing works. I hope the show lasts. Uh, Tuesday, we got uh, If I Did It, If the Shoes Fit with our new secret host. And uh, it'll be a thumbs up and thumb down. Let's see whether you like like them or not. Uh, we're going to get Kid Nate. We're going to force him to come back. Some of these cats never come back. Dallas, let me tell you about that guy. Guy never came back. I miss him. Want him to come back. So, Anyway, Tuesday, 7.20, we'll see you then. Monday night, the Care Don't Care thing goes. I'm not on it. This show will be up soon. Stay tuned for the Jiu-Jitsu Breakdown where we cover Rafael, his new move, the the, uh, arm triangle, and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening. Look what you made me do! Ah!